it's time to catch up, Chrissy. Hello, Matthew. It continues. Hello. <laughs> uh, welcome back. Welcome back, everybody. We this have... is this is our uh, seventh, I think, mm -hmm. or eighth movie in our second our second season. Mm -hmm. And uh, and this episode is late. It is late because we have children in a life. I'm not apologizing for that. No. No, it's been we've been swamped. It's brutal. We have. Yes. Yeah. In so... fact, this is an, another movie that we've watched in stages. It took us two nights to watch this. Well, one. that has to do mostly with... because me being I was exhausted. Yeah, that has to do with bedtimes though, more so. But just like we haven't even had time to watch a movie, mm -hmm. even in chunks, or certainly not to record a podcast. Yeah. So we watched The Abyss. The Abyss. And you liked it. Loved it. Okay. Loved it. Better than liked. Loved. 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 What, uh, just before you get into it then, like, what, what did you love about it? It's creative and it ages really well. It's hard to believe it was made in 1989. Mm -hmm. The acting's good. And I think it helped that I didn't know a lot of the actors in it. Like, obviously I know Ed Harris, but the female lead I didn't know. Mary Elizabeth Mastrantonio. Mm -hmm. Um, our bad guy I only knew from The Terminator. Okay. Michael Beale. Bean. Bean. And like the other big name actors didn't really have much to do. There aren't really any other big names. Well, yeah, there is. There's a guy from um, Chris Scrubs. Elliott. No, Chris Elliott. Oh, Ken, I knew him. Ken Jenkins. Yeah, Doctor yeah. Kelso mm -hmm. was. Uh, I remember he was he was the civilian lead on the on the oil drilling operation mm -hmm. that was being commandeered by the U.S. military. military. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, no, I just I like that it aged well. I love a good sci-fi mm -hmm. one. I thought that you and I always talk about this how often when the creature is revealed it like oh now now this is over right like it's dumb but this one wasn't dumb i thought it was really good mm -hmm. uh like really well done the the creature and the city and all of that is really well done and um the the creature worked the story worked it's intense enough there's a love story angle but like not a stupid love story angle like you can actually imagine those two getting married they both like i think they had chemistry yeah, yeah chemistry but also you can see those two personalities like falling in love and doing something impetuous that isn't maybe necessarily in her general way of doing things. Mm -hmm. um, and then trying to make it work and like having epic fights and epic makeup sex. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I thought it was just really, I liked everything about it. I have very little criticism. Okay. <clears throat> All right. So why don't you just summarize the plot real quick? Before well, Matthew, I have a surprise for you. Did you make notes? Oh, I didn't just make notes. I have a summary of the, of the movie written in the style of, can you guess what I wrote in the style of? No. The night before Christmas. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Why? I don't know. Because it works for the plot and the cadence works. Trust me. Okay. Right. You ready? Twas an unknowable season in the middle of the sea. You never determine whether it's spring or summer or fall. It's cold uh, it's at the bottom of the season, ocean. So hurricane. Like, maybe like November. Yeah. With waves that were choppy and looked stormy to me, eight deep sea oil workers were toiling away while management above told them to work harder and stay. When who to their wondering eyes should appear but a cast iron bitch ex-wife of the team leader throwing a wrench into the gears. This is good, right? Yeah. <laughs> I decided it's... it was quirky and I liked it, so I did it. She's large and in charge, and the guys don't like that. Captain would rather have a wife that's a doormat. They end up with three other guys, too, who are in the military, one with a few loose screws. Meanwhile, a submarine encounters something strange. They try to avoid it, and their course they do change. But it affects their sub, and down they do crash. Everyone dies as they land and they smash. The military guys and our team of eight are sent to the scene to investigate. That is a decent rhyme. I just yeah, want to point that yeah, out. Yeah. They figure out fast there are nukes on board and danger they have been thrust toward. 
above on the surface, a hurricane is blowing and the craziness below is growing and growing. The storm knocks out communications and topples a crane, leaving our crew abandoned and in pain. Deciding to complete their aforesaid mission, even in their subpar condition, another one. But try as they might, the nuke drops down deep and their only options include risks that are steep. Through ingenuity and guts, they hash out a plan, defeat the crazy army man, send down our man into the depths, and he defuses the bomb. And although he is dying, he is somehow filled with calm. Suddenly, purple light fills the screen. It's amazing, incredible, a futuristic scene. For the mystery that sunk the sub at the start of this story was an alien being and a city of glory. The sub-ocean beings save our guy, give him some air, lift him up high, picking up the crew on its way to the surface, introductions to humanity now being its purpose. Our cast iron bitch and her guy, you may wonder. They're back in love, on land or under. Having both had brushes with near death, they'll give each other of their last breath. Incredible visuals and stunning special effects create a movie where each of Christina's boxes can be checked. Although some of the actors almost died, the abyss in the end is one wild ride. Wow. And that's your English degree uh, finally paying off, right? <laughs> Listen. That was lovely. I, Good for you. Thank you. I thought you'd like that. Did you craft that as the movie was running or were you? No, I did it while I was making the sweaters tonight. Goodness gracious. I, mm -hmm. I was crafting some sweaters this evening and while the cricket did its work, I did that. Wow. Should but I, I kind of had it percolating in my head all day. I could pop that into the letterbox like, with my review, if you like. I can pop it into my own letterbox. Whoa. Yeah, there I have you go one. Now. I have one. And how many stars would you give it on letterbox if you were rating it? I'm trying to think if I have any criticisms at all. It kind of yada yadas the, the ending a little bit. I was going to say it's the ending that I have an issue with, but it's not because it yada yadas. It's because I feel, although it might have ruined it, I feel like the aliens could have been like 1% better fleshed out. And like, why? Okay, they're saving him, they're bringing him to the surface, but like, why do they have to bring their city to the surface? Like, I feel like now the, like, you've introduced your alien culture to the US military. <laughs> this is not, the abyss too is the aliens die, right? Like, it's, it's Independence Day. They could have just sent one ship. They didn't need to reveal their entire operation. Exactly. Yeah. They could have just, they could have just sent the aliens. They could have enwrapped him in their angel sleeves and taken him up or whatever. Well, they didn't have to be, we lift up. And they could have picked up all the other people. I just think that for their seemingly immense uh, power, they probably could have... Well, they could move water mm -hmm. at will. So mm -hmm. that meant that they could have created an air bubble for him to travel in. Exactly. And like, just delivered him to the surface. Yeah, somewhere. if I'm being picky, I guess four and a half. But only because I, I... I don't know. A five. I, I don't know. Because I feel like everything I would say to, to take away a half star would be such a nitpicky minor thing. Mm -hmm. Probably five. Yeah, I don't disagree. I think mm -hmm. I, I give you it four, it and, four and, half. and a half. Yeah, I'd I, love to know why. I give it four and a half because I thought that it just broadcast its intentions a little too obviously. Mm -hmm. uh, Michael Bean is so clearly going nuts. for it. Yeah, well, he's so clearly insane, like right away. Mm -hmm. And it was the way it was like in in scene A. His you know, hands are he, trembling. Well, but it's also like that. You know, here are the symptoms, and then he goes through exactly the symptoms, mm -hmm. right? And he's like, suffering them immediately. He does a good acting job, I think. Like the way his eyes, the way he was unable to sort of focus mm -hmm. his eyes. and Yeah, and... it was obviously taking work for him yeah. to like corral his brain. But he gets so over the top insane. Don't you think that that And was... I think that's like an avatar. Like if we're talking James Cameron here, like Stephen Lang's villain in Avatar mm. has a similar one note element to it. Mm -hmm. Like it would have been, give me a, give me a scene where Michael Bean's looking at a picture of his wife and young baby, mm -hmm. you know? Like, give me something so that there's an element of humanity in him and he's not just bent on nuclear destruction. Two things. One, I think Cameron would say it's important for the audience to completely and totally hate him. And, like, this is a cartoon, right? This is a cartoon. Avatar's a cartoon. 
his I don't think I think his opinion is that his well, so bad I felt like this was more tangible and in reality than than anything else he's made. I think that his bad guys don't he would argue that his bad guys don't need nuance. And the other thing I was going to say is that um don't you think that this was a bit Michael Bean Bean? See, I have a problem with that because I, I think of Sean Bean. Yeah. Scene Bean. And and it throws me. Uh because it's, it's spelled differently. Michael Bean. Don't you think this is like a reflex? Like it's hit like his elastic band from Terminator? It's like I was so good in that. I'm gonna be bad in this and show everybody my range and then I'm gonna win an Oscar well, eventually. He, he was sort of Mr. Intensity in, in Terminator as well. Like, yeah, but he, he didn't wasn't get to let bad, his guard down. But he wasn't crazy and he wasn't bad. He wasn't a villain. No. So I think he was like, look, I can be the good guy and I can be a villain, not being intelligent enough to realize that like the acting was the same. Well, yeah, I don't know. Mr. Intensity well, I just, both. Yeah, I don't know what Cameron needed him to do like i don't know what the notes were like did they ever tell him like hey mike uh dial maybe, it up well maybe we just turn this down a little maybe we try this just a little more subtle mm-hmm. um no obviously not right but they there's some good stuff in there like when he's pointing the gun at one point he turns the gun on everybody or when he's pulling it, the chain and the yeah and the but the, the camera like cameron got the camera in real mm-hmm. tight like let's let's really observe this guy in his mania mm-hmm. because he's he's clearly like losing it i just mm-hmm. thought he lost it so quickly and so obviously mm-hmm. and it was telegraphed so clearly that mm-hmm. that's what was going to happen to him yeah that it kind of pulled me out a little bit mm-hmm. this in this sub subcom- viewing as a as a little kid when i saw this mm-hmm. he was totally believable as a psycho and mm-hmm. scared me mm-hmm. so how old were you the first time you saw this i had to have been younger than 13. were you 41. no because <laughs> no. that's how old i am yeah no i i think i was i must have been like maybe 12. Mm-hmm. um and i think this would have been one that probably got brought home from the local video store mm-hmm. um, and we probably watched it as a family which means my sister probably saw it even hmm. younger than i did showed it, might... to, showed it to friend of the pod aaron yeah does she listen <laughs> I, yeah i think so yeah? sometimes yeah. okay well i guess we'll find out won't we mm-hmm. um yeah so this, this i remember this being like one of the big the first big sort of grown-up action movies i saw as a kid and, and do you think charlie really could like... handle this speaking of like if you were almost 12 look at charlie's oh, yeah. 12 yeah oh yeah okay. i think he'd dig it too all right yeah i'll watch it this summer yeah i just think one of the things that um I, one of the questions I have here is just like the copy that we have. It's mm-hmm. not really a film that's available on streaming. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard to find right now. There's no Blu-ray edition that I'm aware of. What? Um, and we have like the lousiest DVD transfer yeah, ever. It was a great. really grainy picture, mm-hmm. which actually maybe masked some of the uh, special effects that maybe wouldn't look as good under close 2023 scrutiny. So maybe that's good. But I don't. I wonder if he would think he's watching something like a really old. And I don't think so. But that doesn't seem to bother him at all about no, watching movies. It doesn't bother him at all. And I think you've shown you've shown him enough movies that actually are really old. I'm thinking Frankenstein, Night of the Living Dead, that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, that he knows what a really old movie looks like. And he would know that this was somewhere between really old and new. Yeah. Right? It's not quite Marvel, but it's not quite Charlie Chaplin. Okay. Yeah. All right. So as usual, I've got questions for I'm you. Ready. I'm ready. Lay them on questions. me. Um, do you have any new thoughts now? We've you've seen, I think, more James Cameron movies. Uh than any other director then, well i mean i don't know i can't really necessarily speak to that but you've seen both the avatars you've seen titanic mm-hmm. you've seen true lies mm-hmm. you've now seen the abyss you've mm-hmm. seen both terminator films mm-hmm. um that's pretty much everything so do you have any new thoughts on james cameron um, any new appreciation or any new any I've, new thoughts on any of his subsequent pictures as a result of what you saw in this not i mean there was avatar stuff in this for sure you could see you could see the Avatar stuff coming through. And it's really interesting that it was like 20 plus years later, right? When was the first Avatar? 2009. Yeah. So 20 years later. Yeah. So 20 years later that he finally is able to make that. Really interesting that he, like, 
if you, it's one of these things is not like the other, right? If you look at all of his films, Titanic sticks out like a sore thumb. It makes no sense. Yeah. Well, he's clearly interested in science fiction for the most part. Mm -hmm. I think it was a, I think the Titanic project was about spectacle and the, the what it was going to take to, to film it. I think it might've been about money. Yeah, but I think like the abyss demonstrates that he can film in a tank. He mm -hmm. can film underwater. He can film aquatic sequences. I just wonder where his brain went. Like he, he so he does Terminator. He does the abyss. He does aliens. He does aliens. He does Terminator Two. The abyss, then Terminator Two. It doesn't. I'm not doing it chronologically. Okay. Like approximately me. chronologically, and then and then he does Titanic, and then he starts working on the Avatar films. Well, he did True Lies in between, but then yeah, Titanic was next. Right, but even True Lies, you can kind of tie in more it's got schwarzenegger it's terminatory it's an action movie titanic is a love story i mean i guess there's an argument and based made. in reality the only one that's based in reality yeah else is... i just wonder if titanic as much i know that it's about technology too that he wanted the submersible there's all that part with um is it bill paxton yeah um and the submersible submarines and going down to the wreck and all that Salvaging, stuff yeah. that probably interests him i just wonder if titanic because it was so obviously no, I think he believed it was going to be a moneymaker because I feel like leading up to the release, people, the critics were panning it, right? And people were saying it's not going to even make its money back. And then it was bazillions of dollars. I think he believed in it. And I wonder if he believed in it strongly enough that that's going to make a ton of money. And then I'm going to be able to go and do this avatar thing I want to do mm. because it just stands out like a sore thumb when I look at all of his movies that I've seen. Yeah. It's yeah. interesting. I thought the avatar and his best movie, I would argue, just for the record, is Titanic. Yeah, I wouldn't. I'd, yeah, hard to disagree with that. I think he would say though it's probably stupid Avatar too. Well, I mean, just as a cinematic achievement, and, and like, how do you argue against? How do you argue against Titanic? You might. There are people that don't love the acting, mm -hmm. but like the the spectacle and the drama. The only thing that's like narratively problematic in Titanic is that like we know the boat's going to sink, so mm -hmm. there's no there's no surprise or anything like that. Makes it better. Yeah. I, I don't didn't know Jack was going to die. <laughs> yeah. There's room on that for two. Spoiler alert. Um, okay. <laughs> so anyways, uh, no, no, I'll answer your question. No new thoughts on James Cameron. Glad I've seen a good portion of his work, if not all. And uh, I, I think the same as I've always thought, which is that he's a creative genius who's also a dick. Yeah. Okay. Well, then as a follow-up, um, and we did a little bit of reading in the trivia. I didn't. You told me not to. Yeah. Well, I didn't want you to spoil anything for yourself. But I still haven't, even yeah. now that it's over, which so, is unusual for me. Uh, what's what's abundantly clear when you read the trivia is that the actors and the crew felt particularly brutalized and punished by the risks and the um, focus Cameron had, and that he made it a very difficult and trying set mm -hmm. uh, and asked, demanded a lot. Um, a lot of the actors now like refuse to discuss what happened on set. Mm -hmm. There's rumors that Ed Harris and James Cameron actually came to blows at one point because Ed Harris felt like he might actually drown in a sequence where they were filming, you know, 30 meters underwater in this tank that they'd created. Does knowing that he endangered and, and he endangered his own life as mm -hmm. well, knowing that he took those risks and that the actors were miserable, does it in any way change your appreciation of the film for good or, or for bad? No. Nothing. No, I don't really care. Like, I, I'm glad nobody actually died. But I also think that, I don't know, they are actors. Like, like the people that are working in Hollywood aren't there because they're, like, 
reasonable human beings who look at situations, you know what I mean, in a level way, yeah. like they're going to be overly dramatic about things. And maybe there were some close calls, but I doubt that anybody actually, it probably just wasn't like the cushy movie filming experience they were used to. Yeah. I think either the editing, editing's really good mm -hmm. or Ed Harris did a lot of his own stunts, his, mm -hmm. his own swimming stunts. Oh, I, I think he did do a lot right? of it. Yeah. And he's in, he's obviously in excellent shape. Mm -hmm. Um, and he actually looks like very comfortable in the water. Mm -hmm. Um, he's the only one that really does any swimming really yeah really mm -hmm. yeah. um and uh so just quickly like ed harris what'd you think he was great i don't like him generally oh really oh yes and when i told my mom that she went oh but he's so handsome and such a good actor what i'm not generally a fan i can't think of one other thing i've seen him in that i like him in. oh you've seen apollo 13 yeah but even in that he's like i don't know he's just always such like a macho you know i don't know sure I and, uh, but in this, I really liked him. I have a soft spot for Ed Harris. I've always liked him as an actor. Well, something else you and my mother have in common. Well, yeah. Oh, terrific. <laughs> um, claustrophobic underwater films. I'm going to pair this in with submarine movies. How do you feel about the genre of... I, I will never get on one that's going under the water. No? This brings back being in that, although I enjoyed the ride. I don't mean the movie ride. I'll tell you about a ride I'm going to take, that I took in a moment. I pair the feeling of being in a submarine with being in the 20,000 leagues under the sea now defunct ride at Disney World in which I really loved being under the water in a container and seeing above and seeing all the stuff around me in a man-made pond but also had like the closest experience to a claustrophobia panic attack I've ever had in my life they freak me out. I think submarines are like just a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. Why are we doing this to people? Yeah. I just like, I love them. Mm. I, like, I don't ever want to go on one no, either. I, I feel like you would the not fare well. Yeah. I share the same. <laughs> Matt gets claustrophobic sometimes in an elevator. So I don't feel like you would do super good. At yeah. But I just, the, uh, submarine movies. Mm -hmm. I love submarine movies. Mm -hmm. Like, I love Crimson Tide. I love Das Boot. I love U571. I love Run Silent, Run Deep. Um, you name a, uh, a submarine movie and i'm like fully in for mm, it interesting uh, hunt for red october right i'm there's others i'm forgetting of mm, course you're you're making a list of movies i haven't seen this can be season I, three i think the abyss like the the whole the whole set mm -hmm. design um was very submarine-esque mm -hmm. right the narrow corridors the the, the steel valve mm -hmm. wheels everywhere the, doors, the yeah. heavy metal doors the, um, the water yeah the pipes and yeah. the tubes and the grating and all that like it's just it really works. It mm -hmm. especially works as a science fiction yes, setting. setting because there, it's such a universally sort of ubiquitous setting that like it could be set now. Like I don't think we've gotten any better at building submarines. I think they look the same. Yeah, that could have been set They've, in the fifties, yeah. and I was it say, they look too. the same since World War Two. I think we need to take a quick break, and then you can ask me some more questions. Cool. Okay. Okay. Okay, more questions. More questions. I have, a lot, I have a lot of questions. Oh. Um, one of them is, I think we've already sort of touched on it in your in, in your introduction, mm -hmm. uh, in the aftermath of your beautiful poem, Thank which you. was the, uh, the necessity was of, of Virgil, Ed Harris's character, plunging mm -hmm. into the depths <clears throat> of yes. the abyss. Mm -hmm. Like if the aliens, this is just me nitpicking really, but like if the aliens have the technology mm -hmm. to exist down there and they have the ability to like cut the power by their very presence mm -hmm. and they have the ability to create air pockets why do they need help defusing the bomb like why can't they just say like oh you dropped your bomb here but we'll just mm -hmm. and then hide from you we're going to kill the bomb and then we're going to hide from you we're going to relocate and you're never going to see us again 
like why did they why did they decide to like wait for ed harris to get there maybe it was a test just it was a test of whether or not we were worthy of being yeah worthy of meeting them that was what i assumed actually was like oh they've reached us so now they're they have the technology to reach us not realizing he was about to die right they have the technology to reach us so now we will come up and meet them so does that mean that they crashed the submarine on purpose as like a bait to bring maybe the elements of humanity to them no i don't think so i suspect no. they've crashed submarines before it, it, i don't think that was purposeful i think that was accidental yeah it might have been like i had the sense it was like kids playing yes like me they'd, too. yeah they'd run off the field a little bit me too and then they just like it was like their very presence zipping by it wasn't like they ran into the sub they zipped by the no, side but they, of it. they had the same effect that they yeah. had when they approached the, the underwater thought, rig which was, was the, yeah the sub lost its navigation things and then yeah. it came up and it's oh god we're going to crash yeah. into this underwater mountain yeah no right? i thought it was accidental and that it was like that the ed harris thing was like oh they've reached us and so now we will go up and meet them because obviously they are a you know peace-loving technology forward society how wrong they are they have no idea what they're getting themselves into okay i didn't tell you this before I'm ready. But I've just come into a whole lot of money. Oh. A lot of money. Like mm-hmm. millions. Okay. Um, I'm gonna I've I've written your name on the check. Oh. I need it's a to joint know, account. I, I need to know what number I have to put on there for you to try the liquid oxygen breathing apparatus. <sighs> how much how much would it take for you to I need to know how have much the sensation of drowning? <laughs> I need to know how much money you have. you as you... much as you need. Oh. Yeah, but like I'm entitled to half. Right. <laughs> but, um, I don't understand this, but you're stalling. No, I'm not stalling. I'm saying if you what's, have, what's I'm money? saying if you have ten million dollars, then my number is seven million dollars, and I would only get five in the divorce. Okay. Why are we divorcing? Because <laughs> I made you drink this. That's right. Um, this just because liquid. I'm I'm entitled to that anyway is my point. Okay. Um. Okay. Really, really. What would I? What would? How much? Some random person said I could pay you. I think it's more fun if some random person says I will pay you whatever amount you want to to do this. I would say probably $250,000. Really? Yeah. Well, no, maybe 400. Like enough to like pay off the mortgage. Oh my god, I wouldn't do it for less than like about 10 million. Oh no, I would totally do it. Oh. Uh, oh yeah. I would yeah. Well, you have a spirit of an adventurer. I, I would, would totally do like, it. Well, here's the thing. I, I guess you get over it. Like once you defecate. Yeah. <laughs> which well, apparently what is what the rat did. The rat did cuz they panic. They cut away from it. But I from what I I, I haven't done, I've done a ton of reading on this, but from the little bit that I know, when they when you start breathing it, Yes, there is a moment of panic and anxiety because you're, you're, but then once you're breathing it, you're fine. It's harder to breathe because you're breathing a liquid versus air. Um, but you feel like you're normally breathing. Um, and I think it'd be really cool to go underwater and not have to have a, an oxygen tank yeah. and stuff. I also have in my crazy brain um, from like being a lifeguard and spending a lot of my time, athletic time in a pool. I, it doesn't bother me when I like other people like seem to choke on water at the drop of a hat. It doesn't bother me if I get water up my nose or down my throat a little bit. I don't choke. It just goes in. Right. Like it doesn't. So that doesn't bother me. So I feel like I would be a good candidate to try this. Oh, I just think like I, I can't even begin to comprehend the chemical process that's mm-hmm. happening because you are exchange. You still have to exchange oxygen for carbon dioxide. So that mm-hmm. liquid is doing all of that. Mm-hmm. And then there's carbon dioxide in what you're expelling, exhaling. I don't know what you call it when it's a liquid mm-hmm. that you're egesting. Um, I, like I don't get it. I I don't 
don't trust it. I don't believe in it. Okay. Um, I hate the idea of doing it, and mm -hmm. I wouldn't do it for a penny less than ten million dollars. Okay, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say half a million dollars. I want to take a vacation. I want to pay off the mortgage, and I want to buy a new car. Wow, that's it. Good for you. <laughs> Did Michael Bay rip off this movie to make Armageddon? Yes, totally. There's that scene at the where we're like him. <clears throat> excuse me, him and our female lead. Are right, like yeah. walking towards each other on the when he's coming out of the thing, and I was like, "That's Bruce Willis. What are you doing?" Well, no, it's not. No, Bruce it's Ben. Willis. It's Ben. Ben. Yeah. Ben. It's yeah. Bruce Willis. Yeah. yeah he doesn't make it. He doesn't make it. Um, no, great. And that's Liv Tyler, like in dark hair, and it's like the whole thing. Like, yeah, no, totally ripped yeah. off. Especially at least that scene, if not other elements. Okay. Okay. Um, could you swim seventy meters underwater, towing my lifeless, frozen, hypothermic corpse? Absolutely not. Could you ever have done it as a trained lifeguard? No. Not underwater. It can, it can, it on the surface, sure. Right. On the surface of the water towing you, I totally could have at one point that's, in my the, life. Like, that's what he, Ed Harris claims. He's 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 swimming 70 meters mm -hmm. underwater. Now, he's not towing uh, Mary Elizabeth when he does that. He's going from the hatch to mm -hmm. the moon pool or whatever. Mm -hmm. But then when he crashed, when they crashed the little uh, miniature submersible submarine thing, mm -hmm. it's 70 meters. But he's got the suit on. Mm -hmm. So 70 meters underwater dragging. No. That would so I would be like, yeah, you'd be or drown. No, Sorry, okay. be I think I would too. Okay. Um we that together. Let's talk about the resuscitation scene. Okay. Um, I think I make you the argument. You found it super intense. I did like it was intense, but like you were like strap in, and then I was like, they're just doing CPR. Like I I get why you found oh. it intense, but I did not find it nearly as intense as you did. Oh, I, I did. think it might be echoes of your youth coming back to you from the first time you saw this. Well, yeah, I just thought the the position of the camera mm -hmm. um, to be right on Ed Harris's face, like almost you're you're in the position where you almost feel like you're having CPR done to you. Okay. Um, at least I felt that way. Yep. The way the sound all cuts out, mm -hmm. right? And mm -hmm. it's like the silence of what's going on and you can hear the, the um, defibrillator working mm -hmm. and you can hear the compressions and you can hear the breaths mm -hmm. and it's very like, very intimate. Mm -hmm. I found that really back. I thought the length, like that was the right length. Like mm -hmm. it, it was plausible that she could be brought back, mm -hmm. but only like we were right. Like you, you have a sense of time, mm -hmm. right? Like, you know, the clock's running from the moment she drowns. Mm -hmm. And especially when the moment when they bring her in out of the moon pool and now mm -hmm. it's like, okay, we got to start working on her. Um, the intensity of what was going on, the intensity of Ed Harris's acting in that scene is really great. I know it's not real. Mm -hmm. Like I know it's not realistic. The compressions are bad. The breaths are sloppy. The angle of her head is no good. And that's all I could think about. Yeah. I was like, you're not bringing her back with CPR like that. No. And I don't think you can just slap somebody and mm -hmm. wake them back up. Yeah, oh, that that's going to restart her part heart. Part of it too. Um, what I thought was really affecting mm -hmm. was the makeup on. Yeah. Like she turns that blue, almost mm -hmm. purple and color. And around her eyes. Yes. yes. But then when she comes back, somehow. It goes away. Yeah, yeah, like I don't know if they did that with lighting or what, but mm -hmm. that was remarkable, mm -hmm. absolutely remarkable. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I like I thought that was her her resuscitation, her revival mm -hmm. was believable to mm -hmm. me, um, and I thought that, that that just sort of sealed the deal. Mm -hmm. That 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 scene is the centerpiece scene of the movie to me. Oh. That's the that was the number one thing. That's why I said when when we watched it, like you got to strap in because this is to me it's it's. Uh, heartbreaking and mm. and it's it's the love that ed harris clearly has for her too right mm. and the, the the fury at potentially losing her in this mm -hmm. way to save himself mm -hmm. um, like he just there's a lot on his face there's mm -hmm. a lot going through his his mind and you can see it and it's, i just thought it was so affecting okay and you're not there no 
Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. For me, the centerpiece of the whole movie is when the big alien city gets revealed. And you're like, oh, it's not just a couple of weirdos hanging out in the depths of the ocean. It's like a whole civilization of these things. Right. That, that was the big centerpiece for me. Okay. Sorry. Um, I have other questions. Do we want to continue? Sure. Do we take a quick break? We'll take another quick break. All right. All right. Disappointing wife here. And what's your next question? <laughs> I'm happy you liked it. Mm -hmm. uh, that's really what matters to me. Mm -hmm. Is that you're enjoying this little experiment. I wouldn't. I would hate to think that any of these movies became like a real my, tedious bore for my you. Well, you're almost there with Jerry Maguire. My my tiny little lifeguard in my in my tiny little lifeguard chair, my tiny little pool in my brain was like that. This is stupid. <laughs> yeah. Like that part. Yeah. It was fine. I found it intense. Just didn't find it as intense as you did. I just thought like my my brain went right to, you know these the cpr isn't isn't realistic at all yeah i mean and I, then I, he smacks her and i was like come on that's yeah. not gonna bring her back you idiot yeah she's gonna bruise her corpse she's gonna look bad at her funeral like i i don't know i just didn't like the whole thing yeah and i mean i saw it through that lens this time but mm -hmm. i also like somehow accessed my you know, child 12, 12 experience self that's okay watching it yeah. and being on the edge of my seat mm -hmm. and i think charlie would find that scene like very very intense okay um okay the last questions were relating to the special effects um the use of miniatures with the projection of the actors inside the miniatures. Amazing. Pretty cool. The, Super creative. The liquid tentacle thing. Yep. Clearly a foreshadow of what was going to come in mm -hmm. Terminator 2. Um, so he's clearly got a real mastery of of that. And I thought I just, um, I thought it all worked really well. The, the sequence with the, the miniature submarines chasing each other around was mm -hmm. was very exciting. Yes. And had a pretty good sense of the geography of where they were. Yep. Right? Sort yep. of circling around the rig yep. on the edge of the precipice of that... Uh, of the abyss um uh we watched the movie in two stages is that do you think it's helping or hindering our analysis of these films i think it depends on the movie i yeah. think for this one it didn't make a difference if we watched it we stopped it at a really good time i thought um but then there's some that we've stopped that it's really hard to get back into them in the second half it breaks the narrative momentum yeah. Yeah. yeah but this one wasn't i i found i i i don't know why but i just thought like i I thought it was a good spot to take a break and it was just perfectly fine watching it in two chunks. Okay. Um, uh, one last question. And it's one of those nitpicky kinds of questions. What's the deal with the other Navy SEALs? Like, why are they following coffee? Because are they afraid of him or are I they think just, they're just like obsessed with the chain of command because they're U S Navy guys. And so he's in charge of them. So they do whatever he says, even though it's so obvious that he's bad shit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's my explanation for it. Yeah, well, and, but in the end, like they they're sort of following him, but then they when they give him a gun, they give him a gun with no ammo in it, mm -hmm. right? But they didn't think to take his knife, mm -hmm. yeah, which is you know if he's got any training, mm -hmm. Ed Harris does not win that fight. No. by the way, that's like that was that was a bridge too far for mm -hmm. me. Mm -hmm. like, come on, trained Navy SEAL fighting with a knife, but he's not edged weapon. He's got. Well, then then show got... me the tremors really affecting his hands yes. so that he can't like he drops the knife once. I think he's got like holes in his brain. It's like mad cow disease. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There's been some uh, some other issue there. All right. Uh, last two quick ones. Where does this rank among the movies we've screened? Number today? one. This is number one. Number one. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, wait, hang on. So Terminator, Terminator Two, Jerry Maguire, Sleepless in Seattle. What was the What was the first one? The Fugitive. The Fugitive. Ooh. No, this is song number one. Okay. Yeah. And uh, is this getting a wreck for your brother and your mom? They've both seen it and they loved it. Oh really? Yeah. Your brother's seen this and you had it. Don't even get me started. Good lord, how yeah, did that happen? I don't know. There's so I think because I was so busy doing like, you know, fun things. Living a life. Living a life. <laughs> that there's like things that my mom and brother have and my my dad would have too. 
that they've seen that I was like working as a lifeguard or I was at camp or like they're there. They went to New York City without me. I still haven't been to New York City. And my brother's been at least once, maybe twice. So all yeah. I did was shop there. And it doesn't matter. They, they, do sight, they, sight, they, sight, they sight saw. Uh, sight, 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 see. They went sightseeing. Saw sights? So they saw sights. Um, By the seashore? So anyways, my mom, my mom loved it. And that was what led to the, oh, Ed Harris, he's handsome and great. And uh, yeah, they've seen it. So, and they loved it. So yes, I would recommend it, but they've seen it already. You think this is one you, like your, your dad would have liked this one? Oh yeah. 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 Dad was really into sci-fi. He would have loved it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, on that note, we'll probably just wrap things up here. All right. Um, undecided what the next one is. Do you have any thoughts on what you'd like the next one to be? Can you tell me what the options are? Uh, I don't have I don't have that no because I don't have the right uh, notebook here with us. I know that we had a couple of. Are you um, sure? I think I have it right here. Oh goodness gracious! So I uh, want to vamp it? for a second. Yeah, this yeah, is it. Oh, I'll yeah. just have to flip in pages. Sure. Um, for, because everybody who listens to this is um, my friend. I can tell you that there's some exciting job news coming on the Christina front in the next week or so. I can't say what it is yet, but there is some exciting job news possibly on the horizon. And the kids are fine. Charlie's good. Charlie has a band um, thing. He's playing drums in the band, the intermediate band. You got invited for that. So on Thursday night, we have a concert. Matt's ready now. And baseball season is really starting oh. to ramp up as well. It which starts is... next week for me, by the way. They just emailed and we're like, guess what? You start Tuesday. Tremendous. Yeah. Tremendous. Well, we'll get you ready. Well, I know. And you know what we could do is we could do a I podcast built... like dis discussing the Little travails of oh yeah oh dear lord big big crowd for that one uh we um, just have to come up with another catchy title we could call it catch it chrissy or not <laughs> um the uh i i i handpicked every single kid on my team this year i have 11 kids and they are all kids that i already know okay i haven't played baseball with all of them a few are from elizabeth's class but they know you but they know me and you know them oh it's gonna be great it's gonna be great yeah uh, and my assistant coach is I don't know if she listens to this or not, but the book club girls do listen to this. So my assistant coach is a hot bitch. Can't wait to can't wait to work with her. Hello, ladies. <laughs> uh, so films left on the list. Okay. Uh, Amelie. Mm. Uh, Life is beautiful. Mm -hmm. Which, oh boy. I don't, I don't know if I like that one. Bridge on the River Kwai. Yeah. When Harry Met Sally. Uh -huh. Four Weddings and a Funeral. Oh, it's a bunch of mushy stuff. I don't know. You don't know what any of these are really about. I do so. Okay. So which is it going to be? I don't know. I honestly don't know. Oh, I'm just going to leave on this cliffhanger. Oh, have you seen Cliffhanger? No. Oh my god. Is that isn't that Sylvester Stallone? Oh no, yeah, that's, that's what isn't that what got got us talking about this podcast was that movie? Oh, it might have been. And you were like, oh, that's what our next podcast should be, where I show you blah blah blah. Um, uh, uh they're all mushy. Okay, so it'll be a mushy one, or it'll be a war picture. Bridge What's... on the River Choir and Life is Beautiful are both war pictures. Yeah, but isn't Life it's not, Life is Beautiful isn't... Uh... It's a romance set yeah. in the Holocaust, actually, but yeah. it's, uh, it's comedy. really a war picture. Okay, I don't know. Probably that one. Probably like... Life is Beautiful. All right. With Roberto uh, Benigni. Yeah, well, you it... got bad boys on here. I had it on the list, but you didn't check it as one that you're interested in seeing. Are you... Have you seen Bad Boys? Mm -mm. With Will Smith? No. Okay, well, all right. I'm perhaps gonna, that then. May, no, we're running really long today. All right, sorry. Uh, yeah, so we're going to leave it on a cliffhanger. We don't know what the next movie is going to be. We also don't know when we're going to have time to watch it. But at some point, we'll be back with another episode of Catch Up Chrissy. Thanks as always, everybody. Bye for now.